Welcome back to the Suraj podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind and Jahangir traveled into Amritsar, how the Guru met with his mother, Mata Gangaji, and the Sikh congregation there. The last chapter ended with Vizir Khan going to Jahangir's camp a little outside of the city to tell him that they should come into the city of Amritsar to receive the darshan of Haramandar Sahib early in the morning of the next day. So it was evening time when Vizir Khan went to, to call Jahangir. So that's where chapter 9 picks up now, describing how in the evening, Guru Hargobind ate his dinner and how he was speaking with everybody in the city so sweetly, which made everybody in the whole city extremely happy. So after seeing everyone there, he then went to his own residence where his wife Mata Damodri was waiting for him. Mata Damodri and Guru Hargobind were married at a young age during the time of Guru Arjan Dev Ji. So that's why that marriage doesn't come up in these stories. Mata Damodri seeing Guru Hargobind was just ecstatic, overcome with joy seeing her husband. She bowed down, clasping her hands together, viewing her beautiful and radiant husband. There were many servants of Mata Damodri there in the room helping out. And that's where Guru Hargobind then slept for the night. But he woke up in the morning of the last phase of the night, so about three hours before sunrise. He then bathed and then he sat down in contemplation, focusing their mind and enjoying the divine flavor of enlightened awareness. So all the congregation at that time was bathing as well. They could hear Kirtan, Asadivar that was being performed and everybody was in great bliss. Everywhere in the city of Amritsar, whether around Harmandar Sahib or in other parts of the city, devotional worship was being performed in this early hour of the morning. So everybody there was just focused with a one point focused mind, enjoying the divine flavor of the beautiful divine. Asadivar was being completed as the sun rose and everybody there was receiving the darshan, the divine sight of Guru Hargobind. Then Jahangir's men came into Amritsar when the sun rose. They had paid for a lot of prashad to be made as well. So not that long after that, Jahangir also came and then he met with Guru Hargobind. They first went to the Akal Takat. Jahangir bowed down here in respect, then placed great amounts of wealth as an offering. And Radas was performed and prashad was distributed to everybody there. Jahangir was with Guru Hargobind there and was in bliss during all of these ceremonies. They then went to see Darbar Sahib. They stood and bowed down at the Darshan Diori, the gate, before walking down and into Darbar Sahib. When they were standing in front of Darbar Sahib, they bowed down again. Inside, the Rababis were continuously singing Kirtan. There was Sata and Balwand, the two Rababis who were performing Kirtan there. Sitting right beside them, behind Guru Granth Sahib was Baba Buddha Ji. The Sikh congregation was sitting all inside as well, all around. Jahangir walks in, he places down great amounts of gems, rubies, gold coins as an offering, and then an Ardas is performed again, and Prashad was distributed afterwards. Jahangir was in such bliss just sitting inside 
Darbar Sahib having the darshan there. He sat there listening to Kirtan for some time. Kirtan which was imbued with the love of the divine. In listening to the beautiful manner in which the Rababis were playing the melodies of Rag, Jahangir was just enchanted. He understood how well they were performing the Rag and gave the Rababis vast amounts of wealth just seeing how competent they were to perform the Rag. Then Jahangir got up and went with Guru Hargobind outside. They went to the Akaltakat there again, sitting there. They were in great bliss. Guru Hargobind requested to bring out an extremely expensive robe. Uh, saropa, siropa, meaning head to toe robe. Nowadays just seen as more of a scarf or hazuria. But uh, really this tradition is akin to the Mughal tradition of Kilit, an honorary robe given out for a variety of different reasons. So here, Guru Hargobin asks his treasurer for a very expensive saropa, who also brings great amounts of sweets as well with him when he brings that saropa. So Guru Hargobin, with his own hands, gracefully bestowed the saropa to the Emperor Jahangir. Jahangir took it in his hand and then placed it on his head as a sign of respect and great love for the Guru's house. Guru Hargobind gave out other saropas to the various ministers who were there along with Jahangir and also gave them sweets as a prashad. They all received it with great love and enthusiasm. So the servants, the ministers of Jahangir at this point were also given great amounts of wealth by Guru Hargobind. When they received it, they began singing the praises of the Guru while bowing down, saying that Guru Hargobind is the destroyer of pains and obstacles. The emperor then said, all of these buildings here in Amritsar, of the Guru's house, let me donate to build them up beautifully. I'll use the royal resources to pay for all of it, to build these buildings where devotional worship will take place. Just give me the permission. However you wish to build them, we will follow that plan. Guru Hargobind replied saying, all of these buildings will be built when they are meant to be built. Don't worry. The great six of the Guru's house, these devoted six, will serve selflessly, giving their mind, body, and wealth. And slowly, slowly, these buildings will be covered in gold and in countless ways will become beautiful. And the emperor then understood the Guru's will and said, well, that's great then. Jahangir received permission from the Guru to leave and then bowed down, taking off while praising Guru Hargobind's city of Amritsar. He ended up back in his camp and was greeted by all of his wives. They all asked him, Oh Emperor, where did you go this morning? Jahangir then told them that he went to go see the Guru. Their wives then requested, Well, we would love to meet with the wife of the Guru. It would make us really happy. So the wives of Jahangir received permission from the Emperor and they all got ready. They jumped on their palanquins, um, which were all covered up on every side and they headed to Amritsar. They first saw the Dabar Sahib, and getting the darshan of the Dabar Sahib, they are in great bliss. They placed down great amounts of wealth as an offering and then bowed down before heading to the residence of the Guru. Mata Gangaji had laid out some sheets for the wives before all the wives and women sat down together. Mata Gangaji, the mother of Guru Hargobind, was sitting with her daughter-in-law, Mata Damodri, whose beauty spread across the room. She was dressed in very fine clothes and gorgeous jewelry. So the wives of Jahangir got out of their palanquin and they came inside the residence. They were wearing great amounts of jewelry, rubies, gems on their bracelets, which looked so beautiful.
beautiful. They were wearing the finest of women's clothing made from silk and fine wool, and it was woven in a variety of different colors. So they were standing in front of Mata Gangaji and then bowed down. Mata Gangaji treated them very respectfully. They were speaking joyfully and sweetly to each other. Mata Gangaji then gave them a blessing saying, May you forever be faithful to your husband. May you forever enjoy the company of your son and grandsons and remain in blissful love with your husband. All the wives of Jahangir respectfully clasped their hands together, accepting this blessing. And then they asked, Who amongst us here is the fortunate wife of Guru Hargobind? O Mata Ganga, please tell us, we do not consider anyone else as equal to Guru Hargobind's wife. Hearing this, Mata Ganga then came close, pointing to Mata Damodri. She said, This is my daughter-in-law here, who has come into the Guru's house. The wives of Jahangir looked over and saw Mata Damodri with such wide and beautiful eyes and said, Blessed, blessed are you, fortunate one, to have such a beautiful, gorgeous, and refined husband. The women then talked, as women do, asking questions back and forth, chatting about Guru Hargobind. The wives of Jahangir stayed there for some time and then eventually got permission from Mata Ganga to leave. Mata Ganga had one of her servants go quickly and bring very finely embroidered clothing and respectfully gave all of this clothing to the wives of Jahangir. They understood these gifts to be a parashad, the grace of the Guru, and took it with respect. They bowed down in great happiness before getting up and heading back onto their palanquins. So that night, the wives met with Jahangir back in their tent and they praised the Guru's house greatly. In that beautiful and radiant house of the Guru, Guru Hargobind slept that night peacefully. And then the next morning, when the Emperor Jahangir woke up, he desired to go hunting in the forest. And he sent Vizir Khan, the senior minister, over to Guru Hargobind to request that he also come along. And they went into the forest around Amritsar, hunted in all types of ways, killing and injuring many animals. They had a great time hunting in these forests all day. And it was now evening time when they had stopped. Jahangir went back to his camp. Guru Hargobind went back to his camp that day. They all had dinner and slept for the night. The next day after that, in the morning, Jahangir then desired to head out to Lahore. And the camp of Jahangir then fully mobilized uh, to make this travel. But before heading out, Jahangir told two senior ministers, Vizir Khan and Kinchbeg, We are heading out to Lahore, but you should stay here with the exalted Pir, Guru Hargobind, for a few days. After he has seen everybody and slept in his house for some time, bring him to Lahore, where I'll be. Guru Hargobind is such a great warrior and helper to all, but he's here all alone and separated from everybody. He's young. He has a, such a strong army. He should stay with me. He should come to Lahore. I think that would be best. I also told him to come, and if he doesn't listen, well, you too should both humbly request this from him. Do whatever it takes to bring him to Lahore. So go and stay with Guru Hargobind and bring him when you can. Keep a battalion here with you in Amritsar, but bring them with you as you come to Lahore. So Vizir Khan, Kinchbeg, both heard this command and bowed their heads to the emperor. After that, the emperor took off to Lahore with the majority of his army and camp. The elephants were making loud noises, the horses were neighing as the camp took off, and 
After not long, they arrived back in Lahore after spending one night camping out in between Amritsar and Lahore. Meanwhile, Guru Hargobind had called his entire standing army up to Amritsar, including uh, Chandu, who was being dragged along at the back end of the army. So they all reached Amritsar and they set up their tents a little outside of the city's core. They all then headed to Darbar Sahib and did Ishnan. They bathed and received the darshan of Guru Hargobind there. And whatever food and supplies the army needed, it was taken care of from the Guru's house. So that's how chapter 9 concludes. In the next chapter we'll hear how Guru Hargobind then heads to Lahore with his Sikhs, taking and dragging along Chandu along the way. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Manglacharan Patreon page. Sir, <laughs> <laughs>